0: Please be seated. Loving God, we have heard this story before, the story of a star in the sky and a baby who was laid in a manger. We have heard this story before, passed down in hopeful whispers through the generations. So this night, as we lean our hearts and our ears closer to you, we ask that you would make room in our souls to hear this story again. Make room in us for awe. Make room in us for wonder. Make room in us for heartache and compassion. Make room in our hearts for you. Pull us into the narrative, that we might hear the truths in this ancient word if it, as if it were the first time. So speak to us again this night. We are listening. We are already making room. Amen. Joseph and Mary were expecting a child very soon, but they had to go to Bethlehem. There was no good place for them to stay the night, but the baby was coming, so they went into where the animals were, and and it was warm. who is the Messiah, the Lord, this will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapping in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was the angel, a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and peace to God's people on earth. The shepherds were torn thanking God and loving God because of this new baby. They just couldn't be quiet about this wonderful new life in the world. They just had to praise God. star to find the child, and they saw that the star had stopped over the place where the baby was. When they saw this, they were overwhelmed with joy. I saw the child with Mary, his mother, they knelt down and paid him honor and respect. Opening their treasure chest, they gave the newborn king gifts of gold, frankincense, and mine.
1: I'd rather be down there coloring than up here preaching. (laughs) But I'll do my best. I wonder if you can think of a time when someone made room for you and what difference that made in your life. I've been thinking about that all week, and for me, that person was Jason Chapman. The year was 1991. I had just moved with my family from the North Chicago suburbs to. Tower Heights Middle School in Centerville, Ohio, and I didn't know anybody, and I somehow forgot that year how to make friends or how to talk to other people. Uh, I remember walking around the recess yard by myself, hoping that no one would notice me. And in what was undoubtedly the loneliest year of my life, uh, Jason Chapman would not allow me to be invisible despite all of my best efforts. Now, like me, Jason was a new kid. He had just moved with his family from Oklahoma to Centerville. And he was, in that regard, much more of an outsider than I was because he sounded like someone from Oklahoma. Uh, And for some reason, unlike me, he had no problem just talking to other people. He would sit down at the lunch table with other people, unlike me, who was by myself, and he just talked to people. Uh, During recess, he would play football, Uh, instead of walking around by himself. Uh, And he was not by any stretch uh, the best athlete, but that did not stop him from playing. And at some point that year, he took this wallflower under his wing. And with Jason's insistence, I sheepishly began sitting at his lunch table. And though I didn't say much, at least I wasn't alone. And he pulled me into this game called football during recess, And I can still hear him saying to me, Joel, we're playing football. Take your hands out of your pockets. (laughs) So I did. Jason made room for me at a time of my life when I desperately needed it. And it made all the difference. It was an act of absolute grace. And my life was changed because of it. Jesus was born into a crowded and weary world. And despite how our creches portray Jesus' birth, I'm sorry to be the one to break this to you, but it was not likely that Jesus was born in a stable. In fact, it's basically impossible. You want to know why? It's because in the Middle East 2,000 years ago, people didn't build separate stables. That was a European thing. So when European Christians imagined it hundreds of years later, they said, oh, it must be like the way we do it. And that just simply wasn't the way it was in Bethlehem. For normal people at that time, if you had animals, they lived in the house with you. And most people lived in simple one or two room dwellings. And the animals would be brought into the house at night. And the family would walk up a few small set of stairs, probably not unlike these ones. And they would live in their common living area up here with the animals down There. Now, some people also had an additional room, a guest room, that was attached to the living room. Now, unfortunately, most of our biblical translations have called this guest room the inn, which has caused all kinds of confusion. It caused us to imagine a cruel innkeeper and a non-existent stable. Now, the much more likely scenario is that Joseph goes to his ancestral home of Bethlehem, And his extended family didn't turn him away into the street, but instead welcomed him and Mary into a crowded peasant home. And because there would have been so many people in town for the census, there was no room in the guest room, but that's okay, because Joseph's family still made room for him and for Mary and for the newborn Jesus in the common area, which, of course, coincidentally, is where you'd have the manger, because those animals got to eat. And you can do worse than a manger for a cradle. It is a humble origin story to be sure, but it is also homey. See, in all likelihood, Jesus is born into a poor family, but still surrounded by love. Because you don't need money to have love, do you? One thing you do need if you're going to have love is you have to have sharing. Love can't be kept to itself. It must be shared with others. And so, in our story, that sharing doesn't begin with the wealthy and the powerful, but with the lowly shepherds. Now, there is some debate on whether or not shepherds were considered outcasts in the first century. Some people think yes, some people think no. But one thing we can say for sure is that shepherds were not likely guests at a royal birth. And that's exactly who God invites. And the hospitality of Joseph's family multiplies. They make room for Joseph and Mary and for Jesus, who then in turn make room for the shepherds. Because when we receive grace, it doesn't stop with us, but it flows through us to other people. Now, I have no memory of wanting to be a pastor before seventh grade. It was during that lonely time of my life when I wanted to be a part of communities that make room for everyone, but especially for those who've been left out. And so Jason Chapman made room for me, and that changed my life. He and I never became good friends. I never went to his house. He never went to mine. And in fact, the next year, he moved back to Oklahoma. And by that point, I was still a lonely and shy kid, but I had just begun to find my way in large part, because he made room for me. When we make room for other people, incredible things can happen. New life and possibilities emerge. Children who are born on the margins but still know love, they grow up to love and center those people who are on the margins. When we make room for others, the exhausted are free to catch their breath. Those who were invisible are seen and the traumatized find a safe place where they can begin to heal. See, we may have missed it this whole time, but hospitality is at the heart of the Christmas story, which really should be no surprise, because hospitality is at the very heart of God. Yes, Joseph's family makes room for him, and for Mary, and for Jesus, who in turn make room for the shepherds, but in the end, Christmas is all about God making room for us. And the message of Christmas is that God has come to us in the form of this child. And this is good news of great joy for all people. So despite appearances otherwise, God has not abandoned our world. In becoming human, God makes room for humanity in God's own life. And so from here on out, there can be no God without humanity. We are forever bound together because God made room for us. And so, beloved, you are not invisible to God. You are seen and you are forever loved, and God will always make room for you. Amen.
2: You pray with me, please. Holy God, we have been waiting a long time for this night, for the joy and the quiet of Christmas Eve, for the sound of the angel chorus, for the old familiar songs. We have carried weary hearts through the last four weeks of Advent, longing for the peace and hope of this night. And now we're finally here. So tonight, God, we say thank you for the things in our lives that spark joy. Thank you for the gift of family recipes and crowded tables. Thank you for a slower schedule as many approach vacation. Thank you for infusing the season with practices of generosity. Thank you for children who squeal with joy and the neighbors who drop off cookies. Thank you for every ounce of beauty that marks this season. It has been made and has made it possible for us to join our voices with the angel chorus. However, God, even in the face of remarkable joy, we still bring weary and worried hearts to you this night, because we know that many have an empty seat at the table this year. We know that many will celebrate Christmas from a hospital room. We know that many have crunched numbers over and over again to see if they could afford a gift We know that for far too many, the holidays are a reminder that the world is still not as it should be. So in between our joy and our weariness, God, we ask that you would make room. Pour yourself into the cracks of our hearts. Bind yourself to our good days and our bad days. Carve out space for your love in the center of our beings so that no matter where we go, we might trust the angels' song when they say, Be not afraid and joy to the world. Until then, until the day when joy overpowers weariness, until the day when there is room for all at every table, until your promised day, we will continue to pray as your Son taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven